0: that's the thing right we we have to kind of tick all again we have to tick all these boxes and so we're trying to position ourselves as authorities who can make these transformational claims that we we claim to be able to make for the next client it's got to come with all the trappings of authority and like or like it or not you know some of those trappings of authority you know our websites it it is a professional business email address
1: Welcome to another Thursday episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, joined this week again by my lovely co-partner on Thursdays, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim?
0: I'm doing great, Sam. I love how you say that like you're so surprised to see me here on a Thursday. Oh my
1: God, you're back here. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) You came back.
0: Where did you come from?
1: (laughs) Ta-da, here I am. (laughs) It's
0: like a magic trick. You just conjure me every Thursday. (laughs) And to add humour and, and uh, insights—that's
1: what it is. I'm sitting here going, "Oh, it would be so boring." And then today, you just you just uh, appear.
0: One, one or the other. I'm like a wish that just keeps on giving.
1: <laughs> Let's move on because I don't I don't know that I agree with that. Totally. Come on, please. <laughs> okay, I'll give it to you just just for this once. Now
0: this week we're gonna we're gonna drill into a question that I got from a connection, uh, whom we shall, we shall call Abigail. 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 Um, well, we, we need to give Karens a break right now, right? Karens are getting Absolutely. A Karens
1: hour. have been thrown under the bus. That's
0: right. So, we're going to call uh, this connection of mine Abigail. Now, Abigail reached out to me, ironically, via Facebook and said, I've been on LinkedIn for a couple of months now and it's not working for me. It's, I'm not getting the leads that I would expect to get from it for the amount of work that I'm putting in. Mm-hmm. okay now i think that's probably uh that's probably something that everyone faces at some point or other we, we we're told either directly from our business coach or from you know just popular conversation that we need to be on social media we need to be on linkedin we need to be on facebook instagram twitter mm-hmm. Pinterest, wherever and we put in absolutely tons of work into kind of making them work for us and then you know, suddenly start scratching our head and going, "Why? Why are the leads not flooding into our business? Don't we?"
1: Mm, I love how you said. Business coaches say that. I just want to say right now, uh, and my my clients will back me up. Just nail one before you start picking up more than one, because. Otherwise, you are spread way too thin and you're going to end up with, you know, roller coaster results rather than just really nailing one social media platform and getting it working well.
0: Just make sure it's the one with your clients in it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And we do lots of work um, making sure that that is, you know, the, the right thing. But exactly today you're talking about LinkedIn. I find it super interesting that she reached out to you on Facebook.
0: Yeah. Actually, well, I think that's just where we where we connected. There was there were ironic that we connected there, but yeah, definitely um, LinkedIn is one that, that so many people get wrong, and even just this like just yesterday, actually, I I um, started working with a new client who who you know during our conversation says I just get confused by LinkedIn. It just doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Um. Ah, LinkedIn is super powerful. I think that there is a lot of opportunity in LinkedIn and especially right now. Uh, I know I've been on LinkedIn since I think maybe 2012 or 2013, Um, back at a time where really none of our content got shown, where right now it's very content-driven platform, so lots and lots and lots of opportunity. But there are definitely some things you need to get right.
0: I wonder if LinkedIn actually tells you when you're on it.
1: It does. Yeah, it does somewhere, somewhere. Uh, somewhere in the settings. You can go into the settings and, and find out that. I know that I've seen it, but I'm not going to go back have and have a look now.
0: Missed opportunity, LinkedIn. I didn't get my 10-year anniversary message <laughs> unless that went into spam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyway, she's we've, uh, Abigail has uh, asked you that question. The, the first, I mean, the first thing that comes up before we dive in is, you know, this much – Time invested versus this much results is actually very airy fairy as well because what is a lot of time for one person and uh, and not many results can be not very much time for another one and lots of results so it's very difficult you know sometimes I've spoken to people that say putting all this time in and then you find out it's like thirty minutes a week which isn't all this time um, so without knowing. Um, how much time she's putting in and and what those results are it's a bit difficult to say but we have had a look at her profile and had a look at her content and come up with some some things that are i guess red flags so that you can have a look at your LinkedIn profile and see how you're going and see if you can amplify your results on LinkedIn
0: Incidentally Sam you were correct it is in settings it seems that I'm a member since September 2 2009
1: Oh, there you go. That's before me.
0: I am apparently the boss of my account.
1: (laughs) You are the boss of your account. That's what it says.
0: You are the the boss of your account.
1: That's so funny.
0: I know. That's kind of weird. All right. Let's (laughs) let's talk about Karen's LinkedIn profile.
1: It's not Karen. It's Abigail. (laughs) Give Karen a break. (laughs) I know. <laughs> Abigail. So, look the first the first thing I think that stood out to me was the headline. So, the headline is the few those couple of lines of text that sits straight under your name. This is really valuable re- um, real estate because it needs to explain very clearly and very concisely what it is that you do and, or, you know, who it is that you help and and how you help them. And for me, I looked at this and it was really, really wordy. And I sort of, there were so many words, my brain got a little bit confused at one point and went, oh, what does she do?
0: Yeah, look, this, I thought, Abigail's. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I thought Abigail's was actually, wasn't 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 the worst. And, and you know, you and I think would, would, would agree that the, the biggest mistake that we see on LinkedIn profiles is that it's presented like a, a CV. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Or a resume.
0: Yeah, a resume. Right? So your, your LinkedIn profile, as it was once, um, particularly for business owners, coaches, consultants like us, is not supposed to be a resume of I worked here and then I worked there and I worked somewhere else and this is, you know, this is what I did in this job. Um, you do need to position it is as a sales resource. Now, Mm. Abigail's gone a little bit of the way here in order to create that. So it says, yeah. So she she has got this right. She works with SMEs to kind of help them free their time up. Um, I think where, where you and I found this a little bit incongruent, Sam, was that this message here doesn't then match the about part and doesn't Mm -hmm. then match the, you know, that most recent job. And experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yep. there was this little incongruence. And I think a lot of the people, we, we, we don't really, I guess we don't see incongruence, but we get a sense of unease from incongruence. Yeah. And that holds us back. And every buyer out there has this little magic checklist in the back of their mind that they're ticking off unconsciously that of stuff that they want to see from, from you before they feel comfortable proceed to the next step. And Mm -hmm. incongruence is one of those things that if you've got it, it actually holds people back from ticking those boxes.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. When we had a look at this, I said to you, this to me reads like someone that's got, you know, background X, not the background that matches what she does. And funnily enough, when we scrolled down, I was absolutely right. (laughs) So, make sure that your headline and you're about we'll jump into the about a little bit more mention exactly what it is you do and how you help people
0: yeah i think even the banner there is is something that you can use to your advantage if you're not using your banner space Mm -hmm. uh, to your advantage you're missing a big opportunity it's got to again be that congruence and stuff um so you know if you've if you're a speaker um, you know, use that. If you have a look at mine, you know, it's, it's got sort of, as seen in different locations, um, and you can use that sort of space space to really kind of, I guess, reinforce your expertise. You know, kind of mm-hmm. visually create that credibility piece. Sam, I know you've got one of you speaking, mm-hmm. right? because I know you do a lot of speaking, a lot of training, and mm-hmm. if your visitor prospect who's coming to visit your profile can can see that that just reinforces everything else you've got there
1: yeah yeah exactly it backs up the words. So, we've got, you know, the words there that are saying one thing. We want the picture to tell the same story, not a different story.
0: I really love yours. I really love yours. It's it's nice and concise, helping professionals transition from the world's best kept secret to standout expert.
1: I haven't got, I feel bad now. I've got, I haven't got your profile open. What's your uh, your headline?
0: So, mine says, uh, I help SMEs find and fix the holes in their customer journey where all the money leaks out.
1: There you go. Okay, and that's now, exactly that's little, what you
0: do. I, I, you didn't touch on it earlier before Sam. I know we've done it in previous episodes, but um, when you comment on anyone's content or you connect to them, that little tagline actually appears under your name, mm-hmm. and that's why it's important not just to go and like people's content, yeah, see your face commenting. Is, is, you know, even at some, I, I don't suggest to just put, you know, huge numbers of banal comments out there, but mm-hmm. if you can sort of add value with a little, you know, one sentence comment, um, you know, even I like that post, I took a huge amount of value away from point number two you've made.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this is how it's changed for me. Uh, every time you do that, it's not just, it's, they're seeing your, your tagline. And that's why that tagline becomes so powerful.
1: Absolutely. And I'm really glad you mentioned that because it is something that so many people are missing. They're going down, a f- uh, that, down that news feed and just going like, 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 like. You can't see someone's name, you can't see their tagline. If you comment rather than just like, you are then showing up in their post. And if you're commenting on, you know, twenty people's posts a day, that's twenty times that you're winding up in the newsfeed and you will start to show up a lot.
0: Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, if I good, just look through point. my if I just look through my news feed as well at the moment, you know, I've, I've got, you know, people. This one's got hundred and fifty, so it looks like fifty comments. Ha <laughs> ha, but Duncan Perkins, owner at Tax Time Accountants uh lynn helping smes build and retain revival remote talent awesome Mm. okay so this is what i this is what we mean i can't see the likes i'm not going to click on the likes to go and see who's liked this particular post but every time there's someone's commented there i can now see this little tagline that just reinforces your positioning so much
1: absolutely absolutely good point so The next thing that I picked up was that in the About section, Abigail did something really good. She mentions the pain point of her ideal client. That's great. 100% recommend doing that and she did this. However, she's only picked up one pain point. And talked about that one pain point for the entire about without any authority positioning with any, this is how, you know, this is how I've helped people. Maybe this is some of the results I help my clients get, maybe talking about different pain points. So, there's really no depth to it. Yep. Um, yep. What's what's your idea here, Tim? Look, I,
0: I agree. Um, I think there's not that transition um, mm-hmm. I would normally recommend that you pick three pain points for mm-hmm. for, for a customer. You know, pain, yep. if you've got pain point A, pain point B, pain point three, and want result A, B, or C that we produce for our clients, like you know X, Y, Z client who we achieved, helped transition from this to this. Um, it's going to be far more effective than just going over and over again on the same thing. Because I, I, was, I was reading it and uh, I know a lot, again, a lot of people get this wrong, but I was reading it and, and just going, okay, okay, you've said that and you said that. and
1: Yeah, and that's what I was doing. Okay, moving on. <laughs> the
0: thing was that in Abigail's, um, one, she does have a call to action, which is directly into her calendar. Now, uh, a call to action is good. Mm-hmm. I probably would,
1: Big tick for a call to action. Big
0: tick for a call to action because so many people miss that. But what I would have preferred to see was a little bit more of a softer, you know, resource or, you know, pre-recorded webinar or, or masterclass or YouTube video which talked a little bit more about the, the problem.
1: Absolutely. A lead magnet would be great here. Um, like you said, a webinar recording is a great call to action so that I can learn more about how you can help. So, go into that in a little bit more depth. Yeah, I think… Um, you- if I if I don't if I don't know someone I'm unlikely to book straight into their calendar yeah. because what's the thought in your head when you're booking straight into someone's calendar I'm gonna be sold you they're gonna sell to me and and it's not a safe place to put yourself it's like you know walking out to the to the gang the end of the gangplank on a, a windy Day out in the ocean, you know, it's you don't want to do that, you want to be somewhere safe. So, I wouldn't recommend that that's a great place to put a calendar that's link. That's a
0: very bizarre metaphor that you go with.
1: <laughs> As it was coming out, you know, that moment where it starts coming out and you're trying to pull it back all at the same time. That's that's I went there. <laughs>
0: I'm just gonna own this and run with it. <laughs>
1: I thought it'd be a bit strange if I half gave the metaphor <laughs> no, please if you're listening to this episode send me some better metaphors to use I promise to give you a shout out <laughs>
0: That's right. so yeah that is important and I think that we've got to remember that most people are not ready to buy from us today they want to find it a bit more right so what's happened in the normal process someone's seen your comment or seen your content and gone oh that looks interesting who is this person Mm -hmm. And they come in and start looking at your profile. This is the process people go through on LinkedIn. If you look at your own behaviors, this is typically how you'll do things first. You'll come across things by chance. That will resonate in some way. That'll be top of mind. It'll be an issue that you're facing in your life, and your business right now. And you'll say, oh, okay, so who is this person who's now said this sort of thing? Mm -hmm. Not quite ready to leap all in because you don't know, like, and trust them yet.
1: Absolutely. Which brings me to the next point. And this was a big one for me. I went down a rabbit hole in Google. I hit the contact info because I wanted to know Abigail's website address so I could take a look at what she did. And there isn't one. And there isn't one on the whole profile. I've combed it from top to bottom. There is no website address. And then I see her email is a Gmail account, which makes me think straight away oh, I don't think this person has a website. Now, you would have heard you may have heard me on this show before saying that a website is not absolutely necessary and it's not uh but it's really it's really um something I guess that underpins what you're doing like I am going to go and have more of a look uh there wasn't a website here and uh no email a- apart from a gmail which makes me just a little bit more nervous yeah
0: well it's like my son my son is like you know, he's 14 now. He's, he's talking about when he can go, he's drive getting driver's license. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the boys were around here on the weekend and they're saying, Oh, we can drive. We'll just go down the ball. We can, we'll drive. And I said, You know, and we're like, Do you have a driver's license? And he's like, Well, no. And I'm like, Well, how well can you actually drive? <laughs> <laughs>
1: And no, it's illegal, so not going to happen.
0: <laughs> but you know that's that's the that's the thing, right? We we have to kind of tick all again. We have to tick all these boxes, and so we're trying to position ourselves as authorities who can make these transformational claims that we we claim to be able to make for the next client. It's got to come with all the trappings of authority and mm-hmm. like, or, like it or not, you know, some of those trappings of authority, you know, are websites. It, it is a professional business email address.
1: Uh, Absolutely.
0: Right? So they, they are worth investing in and even if you don't necessarily optimise those things.
1: Absolutely. Just so that, that we can go and have a look um, to see more about what it is that you do. Mm. Now let's talk about content because this is something else that Abigail is doing, which is something that you and I both recommend, Tim. She is putting out regular content, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, Where's the opportunities, however, to optimize this?
0: Yeah, well, I think this was the question that brought Abigail to me in the first place. And, And her comment was, I'm putting out five pieces of content onto LinkedIn every single day and I've been doing this for two months and I haven't generated any leads from it yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, obviously, a couple of things there. Okay, now, it's worth noting that Abigail has a good number of connections. She's got almost 2,000 connections on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Um, but let's let's break those down into the two things. Firstly, uh, the period, time period, right? Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for two months.
1: Two months is like a blip on the radar. LinkedIn is definitely a long-term strategy, as is just about – Anything in business really. It's about long term strategy, building trust, building authority. So two months is not long at all.
0: Yeah. I think if you want immediate results, the one you want to, the the channel that you want to turn in is your paid channel. Right? Mm-hmm. You run ads and you'll find people ready to buy from you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want longer, more sustainable results, right? So this is where we have, or I guess our organic channels, our LinkedIn, our social presence and so on. So firstly, two months is not long enough. Mm-hmm. Second one is five posts a day.
1: Yeah. Um, there's no point posting more than once a day on LinkedIn. Anything over one post a day, the algorithm just will not give any any weight to. So, if I if I posting twice a day, my first post will get great um, engagement or it will be seen, you know, it'll get quite a few views in the thread. The second one Hardly even gets seen. Like LinkedIn will not um, give it any any weight in the in the newsfeed. So there's no point posting on LinkedIn more than once a day.
0: Yep, yeah, and that's why I'm pleasing to see that uh, pleased to see that Abigail's slowed down,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? which obviously is a lot of less work <laughs> as well. As-
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> now she's got a good mix of, of content. She's doing video. She's got some some images. She's got some text sort of stuff. It mm-hmm. was a, a fantastic post on there about a dance class and then the metaphor of dance class transitioning to, to business, mm-hmm. uh, which was quite good. But mm-hmm. let's look at the videos, okay, because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are doing videos. Um, we both thought the same thing of, of Abigail's videos, shot on an iPhone in her lounge room, uh, mm-hmm. professionally dressed, nice clean backdrop um, mm-hmm. not to distract the reader, but sitting in the bottom third of the screen.
1: Yeah, she's just like popping up on the bottom. So, there's two-thirds of the video is actually a wall and it makes Abigail look very small and not really commanding her authority.
0: Yeah. And look, there's a really good – I mean, you can find this all over YouTube and and whatnot in terms of, uh, I guess, advice on how to shoot video and how to shoot photography in general. Mm -hmm. And if you imagine – Drawing your screen up into uh, two horizontal and two vertical lines, right? So, so nine,
1: nine, nine boxes. They,
0: quadrants. I can't really read quadrants. Is quadrants just four or nine, nine parts? Equal, nine nine equal, equal squares. Squares. All right. And what you want to do is make sure your eyes intersect with one of the crosses in the middle. And so you're not going to be sitting in the center. You'll be you sitting slightly off center and your eyes will be on one of the top two crosses intersection. hmm Right, and that's going to—it's—it's just more visually appealing. (laughs) All right, this is. Let's just go with the science. I don't know what the science is particularly, but this is how they shoot it because this gets more readership, more eyeballs
1: on it. Mm, mm. Okay, so. I think it's really fabulous that Abigail's putting this content out. I think it is absolutely brilliant that she's putting out these videos and committing to doing regular videos. Like you said, she's looking professional. She's got a microphone on, all the things. So, what we're picking up here is not uh, things that are, I guess, you know, cutting Abigail down. These are things that she can use to amplify her results. So, I really want you to understand that getting content out is the biggest tick. Yep. This is just how to make it even better.
0: Yeah. Now, one one last thing I, I think I want to raise for Abigail, and, and this is something that we all, sh- all should keep in mind, is that we need to engage with the people who are engaging with us. Mm-hmm. So all this other stuff is fantastic, right? Getting your profile looking right, putting content out is wonderful. But if we don't take the opportunity to engage with the people who engage with us, that's where the biggest missed opportunity is. Mm. So, you know, if you've got likes or comments on your content, engage with those people either mm-hmm. in, in private chat or in the thread. You know, if it, there's comments, definitely engage in the thread. Uh, if it's chat, if it's just likes, engage in the chat with those people because that, that's where the opportunities um, really come from to create?
1: Absolutely. I had someone share a post of mine on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago, and it was someone I wasn't connected with. So, um, not only did I thank him on his post for sharing my content, but I reached out to him personally to connect and thanked him for sharing my post. And you know, of course, I asked him what was it that made it important for him to share. What was what did he do? Uh, and he said straight out, he said, "I am so impressed that you have reached out personally to thank me." He said. Like fan here before we even have a conversation because that is so rare. And I think that that is the number one biggest opportunity on LinkedIn is to remember that LinkedIn is the world's largest networking site. So, treat it like a networking site. Actually speak to the people that you're coming across just like you would if you were in a room with them.
0: Yeah. Look, I I, I totally agree with that, Sam. I think we too often- um, we take the easy road, right? We we make our profile look awesome. We throw a bunch of content up and think, "Yep, um, you know, someone will just leap into my boat, right?" And to, mm-hmm. you know, because we're on metaphor day today, um,
1: <laughs> let's see if yours and, are better than mine.
0: <laughs> right? it's, it, but it's a bit like b- throwing burly in the water and hoping that a fish will just leap into your boat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what we really want to be doing is is connecting directly to those people. And if you've got, I don't care if you've got ten thousand, a thousand, five hundred. 30,000 connections. If you took the opportunity, albeit 30,000 would be a lot of work, to reach out on a regular basis and just, you know, have a conversation and say, hey, how are you going? You know, what's what's happening in your business? What's happening in your world? Is there anything I can help you with right now? And mm-hmm. come, come from a place of genuine generosity. Yes. That suddenly, I mean, you've got, if you've got a network of 1,800 people, there's connections in between those 1,800 people you can make. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in 500, you could make those connections. Those yep. people will be grateful to you for creating those, you know, those connections and opportunities for you mm. and reciprocate. Absolutely. And if you're reaching out and just saying, hey, how are you going? You know, it's it's been a couple of months since we chat. You can even go back through your conversation thread and say, oh, last time you mentioned that we were working on that. How did that go for you? Um, you know, you'll you create these genuine opportunities. And, and again, you know, come back to those marketing fundamentals. No like, and trust.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So let's just go back and do a really quick um, summary so that um, if you're listening to this, that you've got a quick checklist of what you can do to go back and have a look at your profile. Number one is make sure that your headline is nice and clear for what it is that you do and who it is that you work with. Make sure that your about section is mentioning the, the pain points. And I also agree with Tim, the three pain points, but also what is your background? How can you help people? What do you help them achieve? So make that nice and congruent. Make sure you've got your website, your lead magnets, Uh, and ways for people to connect with you so that they can do further research. Use your content, but also engage with other people's content and uh, reach out and have personal conversations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sam, lovely to be here again. Thank you for conjuring me this week.
1: (laughs) Well, thanks for just showing up. Next time, can you bring some better metaphors so I don't need to throw myself out under the bus? Guys, if you've liked this episode, please head over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab Facebook community and join the discussion thread. Uh, Please add any comments or questions that you have about today's topic. And also let us know if you've got any questions for upcoming topics. Looking forward to seeing you next Thursday, Tim. I'm
0: looking forward again, Sam.
1: Okay. Thanks, guys. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for joining us today. We truly respect your time, so we hope this was valuable to you. If you're a new listener, thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget to connect with me by heading over to global forward slash connect. And you can connect with Tim at winmoreclients.com.au forward slash connect. Be sure to contact us and share any feedback questions or topics you have too.